you'll never win. Love is the strongest thing in the world. Your mother took me in. She's kind. She treats me like a person. You two seem to be getting on well. She doesn't seem like a bad person. I'm the enemy. You're not a Nazi, Jojo. You're a 10-year-old kid who likes dressing up in a funny uniform and wants to be part of a club. What's up, gamers? Listen to the Critics Podcast. This is Adam Sidorius. And this is um, your your favorite gamer, Joseph Paul Salamone. Coming back at you again with another episode of the Critics Podcast. Today we are joined by Adam Sidorius. Um, yeah, we, uh, we're we here on our Christian Minecraft server um, today. To, we're reviewing two movies. Um we're gonna have special guest Jackson Wise on a little bit later, um, mm-hmm. but he has not seen Jojo Rabbit, so we wanted yeah. to. Uh, we'll have him on for the lighthouse later. But uh, real quick, mm-hmm. we both um, we both saw Jojo. Uh, you actually just got out of your showing, right, Joe? Yeah, Jojo is the movie I, I saw. I was just about to say that. Um, yeah, so. Real quick, like, what were your expectations for Jojo Rabbit? Are you a fan of Taika Waititi? Uh, I'm a big fan of Taika Waititi. I remember when this movie was announced, I was instantly like super excited for the idea. Um, it was he had a he had a movie. Um, he had because this was kind of announced after Thor Ragnarok. He kind of is following in the pattern of the Marvel directors, where they'll make a Marvel movie and then make like a passion project after it with the kind of the Marvel clout behind him and he had this movie announced and then he had uh, a stop motion movie about michael jackson's monkey announced at the same time and i thought they were the same movie for the longest time so when the trailer came off for this i was like it's not stop motion what's what is this so, <laughs> there's nazis in it hitler's yeah, in it yeah what i thought this was about <laughs> a monkey but um i was uh i was ve- I, I was very excited to see jojo rabbit yeah i was very very excited i've been a fan of taika since like mm-hmm. Uh, back when he was like with the Fly of the Con- Concords crowd, like mm-hmm. uh, he wasn't even really in cl- flight, but he was always with like Jermaine Clement and like that kind of uh, HBO comedy crowd in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Um, I had many, other than Ragnarok, one of his most memorable movies is obviously what we do in the shadows. Yeah. That was um, that was the first I ever heard of him was when I saw that. Uh, instant classic uh, mm-hmm. comedy, like it's just it's an amazing. Uh, piece of work i mean it's one of the most tightly knitted comedies i think i've ever seen like literally like a laugh every 30 seconds mm-hmm. um it, it's really a comedic force to be reckoned with and taika has really exploded onto the scene like i said with ragnarok um to a lot of people that's their favorite marvel movie mm-hmm. um just because it's so stylish and action-packed but also deeply funny and um it's one of the best ones for sure so taika has really been making a name for himself lately um and i was wondering um i was really excited for this movie but i was curious like why this was his passion project like Mm -hmm. why was this the movie he waited to make after ragnarok like why was this the one he had to have the big budget for you know the Mm -hmm. studio backing like why was this the one that he thought was really important and um well in case anyone doesn't know what this movie is about by chance um it's about a kid, uh, his name is Jojo. Um, the kids call him Jojo because he, or Jojo Rabbit, because he can't, he refuses to kill a rabbit. Um, and 
that's just the nickname they gave him. And he uh he's like a little Nazi boy, basically. <laughs> he's like he's going to like uh he lives in uh Adam Germany. and I are film boys, but Jojo is a Nazi yeah. boy. He's a he's he's a dirty little Nazi boy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um yeah, he he goes to Nazi camp, uh, run by Sam Rockwell. Um, and, uh, he's kind of like oblivious to what exactly Nazism is. He just kind of mm-hmm. blindly follows orders. Uh, he, he doesn't, he just kind of wants to be a part of something. Mm-hmm. Um, you find out pretty early on that his dad's not in the picture. His sister, um, is in, in the picture. Yeah. She passed away. Um, you, you find out like a lot about his life pretty quick in the movie. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And you kind of get a sense that if he was in any kind of stable situation or he wasn't in this time period, he would immediately know how like fucked up it is that he's a Nazi. But he's a little kid, and it's easy mm-hmm. for them to be like kind of influenced, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, he also just happens to have an imaginary friend who is Adolf Hitler, um, <laughs> who is constantly always... Um, messing with him or like telling him to do things or um he's just always in the back of his psyche um anytime he has any concerns or questions he always asks hitler for advice mm-hmm. um and when i read that part of the synopsis i was like oh okay so that's why Tyke is doing because <laughs> yeah. um there's very few directors i would trust with this concept Mm-hmm. Um, but I gotta say, Taika was the guy where I was like, okay, because he's a Polynesian Jew, and I'm like, okay, so he's a Jew doing uh, satire on Nazis. I can respect that, you know. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, I mean, you're a Jew too, right? Me? Aren't you? No, I'm a Catholic, Adam. Oh wow, I thought you were a Jew. My bad. Um, wow. Take take that as a compliment. Caught here live on the Critics Podcast. Adam uh, denied me my heritage just now, so I'm so sorry, and I'm sorry to anyone listening. I've got, um, I've gotten people think I've, I'm Jewish my entire life. Don't worry about it, Adam. <laughs> um, I genuinely thought you told me that one time. My bad. Um, but so, I mean, first, of, what did you think of this movie? Like, did it meet your expectations? Or? Um, Jojo Rabbit. I kind of went in a bit cautious because uh, it had a kind of a mixed. It won the the it won the the audience prize at TIFF, but it had a it had some mixed reactions coming out of it. I know a lot of people whose opinions I respect said that it was uh, it was kind of a kind of it was a swing and a miss. But then right. I heard a lot of people say they loved it. Like um, Adam had seen it uh, a lot bef- uh, before me, about like, two weeks before me, and he loved yeah. it. And um, Adam has terrible opinions if you listen to this podcast. So I was like, Awful oh, opinions. it's going to suck. Yeah. Um, and Jojo Rabbit uh, really surprised me. It didn't. It it wasn't. It wasn't what I expected at all from the movie. Um, and it. Uh, I really. Um. I really. I really. It really won me over. It's, it kind of starts a bit choppy, but eventually, once the movie kind of grows into itself, it, it really, um, it really, it really won me over. I really, I almost cried. So, yeah, I mean, we'll definitely get into that in the spoiler section. But mm-hmm. the, it, I think the thing that's going to surprise a lot of people about this movie, especially if you just watch the trailer and you're expecting like a straight satire, which it is. It is a full satire mm-hmm. on like Nazis in the World War II era and just Nazism in general, like. It's a complete satire on that. But I think what's going to surprise a lot of people is how much heart and hope this movie has. Um, it's a very optimistic movie and a very hopeful movie and a very, um, just a very feel good film. And 
it I honestly left the theater fe- feeling very um I don't know inspired and like just wanted to be a better person almost like uh you know not to jump ahead too quickly but um I know Scarlett Johansson's been getting like a lot of flack in the media lately for like some of her stupid comments and they are stupid comments we can't deny that like literally some of the dumbest shit I've ever read but um she's legitimately great in this movie like yeah. she she really is good in this um and I love her character so much um she plays Jojo's mom mm-hmm. and um I just I think she was kind of the heart of the movie and Thomas and McKenzie who plays um the uh the the jew who's um in uh like what in their crawl space and their attic and their walls or whatever Mm -hmm. um there's just their relationship and the way she like looks after um this kid is just so i don't want to say i mean it's inspiring but it's like so Mm -hmm. heartfelt and the way like she just the whole mother's philosophy in this movie about Mm -hmm. like helping others and um the way she like kind of stands up to nazism during world war ii um it's it's a deeply funny movie but there's just so many deep themes in this movie and um genuinely heartfelt moments that i really took me back um and i wasn't prepared for that and um i think that's why i love the movie so much because a lot of my favorite movies you know one me and uh, me and joe always go back to me and earl the dying girl um a deeply funny movie with actual depressing themes and depressing scenes that will make you cry um and this jojo is like just kind of like that it's mm-hmm. very funny it's has a ton of style and satire but it's also very emotional and serious yeah. at times and i admire that about it yeah when the movie uh, i kind of had a bit i don't know how adam feels about this but when it started i kind of had a bit of trouble kind of getting into it because it was just the I didn't. I, I'm a fan of Taika's uh, sense of humor, but it, it I don't. It just I don't know why it wasn't really working for me at the beginning. And it wasn't until um uh, uh what's her name Thomas McKenzie is that her name Yeah, to, uh, yeah. Tom, Thomas McKenzie's character kind of is introduced. And once that plotline was introduced, I was like, ah, oh, this is the movie. And it was, and once he starts sitting down and writing the book, I was like, okay, I love this movie instantly. And it kind of it's it's such a sincere and tender film and it's genuinely like touching it's a it's a it's a it's 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 got such a for a movie that kind of the the because when you start watching it, you're like oh is this movie just gonna be uh, look how um idiot look how dumb all of these nazis are and look how ridiculous the stuff they're saying is and it's so outlandish but then it kind of reveals itself to have a bigger heart and there's a there's more going on it's more so about kind of you know the jojo doesn't realize what the Nazis are saying is ludicrous. He learns that um, these people that he's been taught to hate are just like him, and he kind of connects. He doesn't. He he doesn't have to defeat anything. He connects with people, and I I really I I don't know why I was I just was I I was instantly kind of taken aback by the introduction of that plot line. Yeah, I mean that's really the heart and soul of the movie is, mm-hmm. and it's not only just like the fact that they introduced that kind of narrative in the film. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I want to speak kind of lightly because I know we're going to try to do spoilers in a bit. Mm-hmm. But there's a part of it where it's like oh, that's that, is that a spoiler that I did spoil the movie. No, no, no. I'm just saying I'm trying to like speak lightly, like with where I'm going with this because there's more to say later. Okay. But um, like there's 
a sense of it where it's like that's already admirable that they bring it up mm-hmm. but at the same time there's something deeper where it's just the re- actual relationship that he builds mm-hmm. um, i forgot the character's name uh, thomas mckenzie's character uh elsa yeah elsa um i yeah, really elsa. like they legitimately have a good friend El- her story. name's elsa adam yeah gotcha um uh- uh, Elsa is the name. <laughs> <laughs> um, she, they like legitimately have a very a believable friendship. Mm-hmm. Like they got great chemistry. Yeah, really, and like, um, because she's like she's like seventeen, eighteen in the movie, mm-hmm. and he's like a little twelve-year-old boy. So imme- immediately, you're like, how could they be? And especially like, and aside from that, one's a Jew, one's a Nazi. Like, mm-hmm. how could they be friends? And it's obviously like a rough start, but like the way it progresses and the way you just see them develop this relationship with one another, you believe it. And it just, it, it really adds a beating heart to the movie that you weren't really prepared for. Mm-hmm. And yet, even when it tackles these serious themes or these more emotional beats, it never loses its sense of humor or style or substance, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I really admired about it. I think this movie carries a lot on its shoulders um it's not an easy feat to balance so many different tones um but i think taika does it tremendously in this movie yeah it's really it really kind of um the film really does sweep there's some really genuinely like hilarious scenes in the movie and then there's 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 gut punch scenes there's and then there's scenes that are 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 touching and um there are scenes that are just so so kind of sincere and sweet that I was I was tearing up like a, a lot. I didn't cry, but I I teared up quite a bit during the film. And there's a and it's also there's a it's just it's just such a heartwarming film. And it's weird that it's a crowd pleasing movie where one of the main hit characters is Hitler. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I, I I I I I just really was taken aback by it, and I I don't, I don't know what I why I didn't expect that because Taika's um I know what we do in the shadows is a very silly movie, but he came out with Hunt for the Wilder People, and that's another movie that's very kind of wacky, but it also it does have this beating heart to it, and I yeah he's he's done it again. Well, even Thor Ragnarok to an extent mm-hmm. has like a heart to it, like that entire like third act with Asgard and like yeah. the way they present the theme of like uh, home not being a place, like it's just the people you're with. Um, and like he always, I mean, maybe I didn't realize it until after I saw this movie, but he always just has an eye for sincerity, even when his humor is at the most absurd, you know. Um, and I really admire that about him, and I think. As far as like filmmakers go, um, like up-and-coming filmmakers, he really has such a bright future ahead of him um, mm-hmm. because he's really proving that people between this and Ragnarok and Hunt for the Wilder People and what we do in the shadows, like he's really proving that he has an amazing sense of juggling tones and he's one of the best working today. Um, were there like any specific performances that stood out to you in this movie? Um, well, I thought um, the main kid, uh, what was his name? um roman griffin davis uh he's fantastic he's a he does a really great job his friend uh with the glasses and okay i loved that kid so much every line he said had me laughing it's just oh it's a it's just in the trailer so i feel comfortable saying when he's like oh it's a really tough time to be a nazi (laughs) it also like every time i mean very very light spoilers but like when they're in the tent together and like Mm -hmm. uh he's like um he's like aren't i your best friends like no my best friend's like hitler or something (laughs) and like he builds like a little sad face like yeah uh, he's an adorable movie kid like i love him and it's it, i think every performance really knocks it out of the park scarlett johansson does a really great job she's a it's a she's given a lot of great uh sequences to work with and she's a she's just really 
uh, again, she's a really sincere character. And I thought uh, Sam Rockwell's character at first, I thought was a bit uh, over the top. But then as the film goes on, he kind of de- he 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 too kind of develops into a really sincere character. And that was yeah. nice to see. Uh, Rebel Wilson was the only performance that I was a bit. She worked for me sometimes, and she worked for she didn't work for me other times. Um, surprisingly, I thought most of her jokes landed. Um, mm-hmm. Like this, um, there's like a little bit where like she talks to like a crowd about how she like birthed like a bunch of um, Germans. <laughs> she like, gave birth to <laughs> yeah. uh, 28 children, I think. Yeah, uh, like it's like they're like instructing all the boys like what they're gonna do, and like and for all the women out there, you can use your bodies for the. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, like uh, to produce soldiers, and it's it's funny, and I agree with you about Sam Rockwell because when it's he wasn't bad by any means in the first half. It's just mm-hmm. I didn't really know what they were doing with his character because like yeah. I thought it was a little bit absurd, and I was like, okay, like the, I don't know if this is completely working for me. Um, and I, we'll talk about it more in spoilers, but his character has definitely kind of an arc in this movie, and mm-hmm. I thought that um that made his character better and it makes the prior scenes make more not more sense but it just makes it easier to watch um mm-hmm. i think this movie will be really good on a rewatch um i'm probably gonna see it again this weekend but mm-hmm. um i loved it the I first mean, time ground you you can go see it but you know i i can't do any future episodes of the pod joe if you don't unground me so just a i mean warning. you're lucky to let you do this one so you should watch the attitude okay <laughs> yes sir <laughs> Um, but you know, I think we'd be remiss to not mention Thomas and Mackenzie, because uh, she. Oh, she, she's fantastic. She's oh really, my, really great. I, I, so I haven't good. seen Leave No Trace, um, and she's in the King for like a minute, but uh, she's fantastic. I'd love to see what she does, what she has in store. She's in the new uh, Edgar Wright movie coming out. She'll be in that. So. Oh, uh, Soho. I uh, know the next one after that. Yeah, she's she's in Soho. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> um. Yes, yeah, she was really amazing i mean i loved mm-hmm. leave no trace she's really amazing in too but um this movie she uh i mean just every she nails the humor the heart yeah. um every scene like she really is the emotional beat of this movie like i don't feel like the movie works without her performance like if her performance wasn't good i feel like almost the entire movie falls apart mm-hmm. um also, and she's only she's only 19 and she's that she's delivering banger performances you know yeah I, I think that's one of the um things we can always admire about taika like he can get really good performances from kids um he got uh i forgot the kids from hunt for the wilder people's name uh little ricky uh ricky whatever uh he was in the, deadpool too as yeah, well the kid from deadpool yeah he was really great in that movie so he can always really pull a good uh kid performance um I mean, yeah, do you have any, like, last uh, non-spoilery thoughts before we go into spoilers? Um, I, I, um, I'm very happy that uh, this movie exists, and I wish more movies like it existed. I just think it's, 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 there's such a clear vision to it, it's such a, you know, it's just one of those movies that I'm glad is, is made, you know? And even even though you know uh, Martin Scorsese hates Marvel movies, <laughs> I think I'm happy that Taika got to make it. I'm glad, I'm glad that he did Thor, and I'm glad that he Thor let him do this. You know, it's just it's just so nice to see because you know the, the, something like this could never get made, and he got it made, and he did it the way he wanted to, and it's it turned out really great. So I'm really happy to see it. He literally got off right on the cutoff point before Disney like mm-hmm. took over. Like he yeah. He, this is the last one from Fox Searchlight that we're going to see for a while. I mean, I know they have other projects in the work, but I guarantee you if they like took over like a year earlier, this movie would have never been made. Yeah, um, it's, I don't know. That, there's nothing like it. There's nothing like Jojo Rabbit. 
No, I mean, and that's one of the best things. I mean, how often can you go to a movie and say, I've never seen anything like this before and like actually mean it? Um, it's a rarity. And this movie might have some faults. I mean, yes, yeah, some, I, I gotta say some of the editing at parts was a little bit choppy. Yeah, and not um, all the humor works worked for me. Yeah, there was, like I, I mean, said, the I'm first a big fan action. of Taika, but like some of the jokes didn't completely land. Yeah, and uh, there's a couple, there's some, there's a lot, some of it's a bit over the top and some of it, is the the first act for me was a bit clunky, but there's a really, 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 uh, I think, great, really wonderful heart at the center of it. Yeah, and I agree with the first half, but like at the same time, though, I think it works better in retrospect once you know where the movie goes. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I'm that's why I'm gonna try to see it again this weekend because I wanna um, just watch it from a different lens this time, like knowing all the ends and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so what would you give Jojo Rabbit out of ten? I gave this film a 9 out of 10. Well, okay, copycat. Um, I also give Jojo Rabbit a 9 out of 10. Um, So this is your spoiler warning. We're going to try to talk spoilers right now. Um, So if you haven't seen this movie, uh, I highly recommend not listening to this part. Um, So, yeah. Uh, I think the main thing that we both want to talk about is the heartbreaking scene where he Mm. finds his mother's body. Um, probably one of the best moments i mean it's 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 a really rough it's really hard scene to watch because it's just a fucking gut punch but it's probably one of the best moments in a movie this year it really when you say gut punch i mean like i remember sitting in the theater and i had like a smile on my face i can't remember the scene that happened right before it but if i'm not mistaken it was kind of like a happy funny scene he's uh he's, he's um there's a scene in the film where uh Scarlett Johansson's character, his mom, is saying that you shouldn't be uh, praising war. You should be chasing butterflies and, and smiling. And he's yes, like, it cuts exactly. him in a courtyard. Later in the film, he's in a courtyard and he sees a butterfly and he starts to follow it. So that's what precedes the scene. Yeah, I know. And like, I was like smiling. I remember genuinely mm-hmm. smiling. And then like he sees his mom and he Taika does a very um, impressive thing with the framing in this film where he, mm-hmm. he never uh goes up you just see her like pants and her shoes so you know it's her yeah um her because the shoes are a very big point in the movie and you don't really know why there's emphasis on the shoes until Mm. you get to that point um and when he he the camera never tilts up he i don't if i'm not mistaken he doesn't really look up he just hugs her Mm -hmm. like her feet and he knows like right away that it's her and it i'm serious like when you say gut punch when I saw the shoes, my I entire I, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, my whole audience, they were like, oh, no. And I was like, I actually like, it really felt like someone hit me in the gut. Mm-hmm. Like it really felt like I had the wind taken out of me. Like I couldn't, it really felt like my world felt part around me. Mm-hmm. Like it, I, I don't want to be dramatic, but like, it's it a was, really, it's a really, I can't, I can't imagine anyone not like, I can't, it's, it really is just a big, it's just a, Boom! It's just a bang moment because the rest of them, the movie preceding it is pretty lighthearted, uh, and there's, I mean, there's some dramatic moments in it, and um, but that they're nothing. They're, they're, and Heike does such a great job blending the tones of the scenes, and it really just, it really breaks your heart. Yeah, truly. I mean, it it really is, and I think the reason why that hits so bad. And usually, I'm not for killing like women for the sake of a plot device but i think this movie gets away with it because it's part of the time and it makes sense because she always thinks she's like ahead of uh like the people uh or like ahead of the nazis and she won't get caught doing what she's doing uh like not supporting the nazis mm-hmm. um so 
the fact like that his reality or like his illusion shatters that his mom is safe um it's like a gut punch and it feels earned you know um i really i, I don't know like it just really hit me and um i i think the thing that about this movie also um that we can get more into is the whole relationship he has with uh, Elsa in this movie. Mm -hmm. Um, Like uh, at first I like how she kind of like is literally just like threatening him Mm -hmm. and blackmailing him. Like, um, and she really like, she's kind of like an older sister to him. Like she just uh, bullies him relentlessly and makes him scared of her. Um, And also I like that entire gag with her boyfriend uh, Mm -hmm. where he's like writing letters. Uh, What's his, is it, um, I'm, like, I'm blanking on that. I think it's Thomas, something like that. I'm not sure. Yeah, something like that. And um, I mean, there's uh, it's spoiler, so you're already listening. But like, um, you find out later in the movie that her, actually, her fiance, um, died um, of tuberculosis. Yeah, and uh, that uh, uh, that JoJo. I mean, obviously. She was aware that JoJo wasn't was writing uh, the letters, right? But then he like plays it off like, "Oh, well, that's weird. I don't know who's writing the letters." To you, <laughs> uh, it's it's really um, it, it, this just goes. I mean, I'm just trying to like Nathan. explain like, all this. The name is Nathan. Well, thank you, Joe. Um, I it just that just goes to the entire heart of the movie, and I feel like the third act of this movie wouldn't have worked if you didn't both have Scarlett Johansson's character die. Mm-hmm. And also, you didn't have that entire film to build up um, Elsa and JoJo's relationship because, especially that scene at the end where he's um, about to like, uh, what is he like about to stab her or something? Yeah, or, he goes uh, in to stab her. Yeah, like that scene. I don't feel like that would have had as much dramatic weight if you didn't have all that build up and all the scenes with Scarlett Johansson teaching him about kindness. Mm-hmm. and like and love and yeah and just like how wrong it is what the nazis are doing and i love that the thing that he remembers his mother by is like he takes her lessons to heart and he truly just accepts love instead of hate and he um he goes against the nazis and i it just i i really cried like pretty much the entire third act of this movie i was mm-hmm. i it wasn't like sobbing but like just tears kind of like spontaneously every now and then um every time i would feel something and it, it it really hit me like the third act of this movie um it worked tremendously for me um did you have any like spe- specific thoughts on the third act um i i i really i really uh obviously like the ending to this movie is just like just adorable just them two dancing together in the street yeah and i i loved the i mean fuck you hitler that was just that was perfect <laughs> or is it fuck off hitler or fuck you hitler we didn't really talk about taika's performance as hitler oh yeah he's great he's so funny as hitler he doesn't he <laughs> completely toes the line wonderfully and it's just it's I, he he does a really great job i mean his the my only one of my biggest problems with the movie was just the accents really weird because some of the characters were like british and some of them were definitely german and then his, and taika kind of goes in and out of being german and australian at the same time or polynesian but it's a yeah. he does a really really great job uh he's he's not I, I initially thought there would be a lot of hitler in the film and i thought it would be um kind of like just the kid and hitler would be most of it but he's uh he's in it um for a pretty tasteful amount um it's like uh 
it's similar kind of like see when you when Hitler shows up it's kind of like the fourth wall breaks in Deadpool where like it could be get to be a bit nudge but they know where to use him and where to not yeah um, exactly um yeah they don't go overboard with it I uh and they also don't go overboard with the humor too much which I was kind of scared they would I knew it was a satire but I was still like a little bit weird or like a little bit wary of the idea that maybe they would lean too much into humor like mm-hmm. there are some really funny parts like i think the scene where um she confronts him about being a nazi and how he's not actually a nazi and he's like well i'm mad into swastikas so yeah i, I like, thought well, i'm really into swastikas so i don't know how that <laughs> how that works out <laughs> yeah i thought that was so like there's genuinely some really funny lines in this movie that like killed me mm-hmm. um but it really i mean we've already said it this movie just has an incredible and striking balance between everything and I I loved it. Like I, I truly loved this movie. Um, and like you said, Joe, like the ending scene with them dancing, it also made me tear up. Uh, maybe because yeah. that's one of my favorite Bowie songs. <laughs> um, but like, yeah. and also I can't remember the quote at the end, but I remember it hit me pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I saw this like three weeks ago, so I'm kind of like going pee poo poo at the end of the movie. Yeah, so. it just says, and uh, and Comic Sans, which I thought was weird, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then they, it's quote from Anonymous, so I don't understand why they didn't get get your clearance <laughs> for that but yeah they uh well the critics podcast is uh copyrighted so i guess they just couldn't get us in time um can we sue them i think I, that's I don't, our thing i really don't know how hard it would have been to like just say uh adam sidorius and joseph yeah. Salamone, but because we would have given it to him in a heartbeat we love taika we were excited yeah for the movie. we're talking very positively about it i feel like this is more of a bob liger thing now than a taika yeah thing. it I don't even want to get into that whole thing. Oh, good old Bob Iger. God yeah, damn there's it. a lot of uh, really great uh, Hitler. Hitler's the character of Hitler is really. Uh, it's weird to say that Hitler's funny. He's not like he's not telling jokes, but he's a really goofy character. Taika does really, his physicality with the Hitler character is really even. He has a, a like a really like really like tyrannical speech. Uh, at Jojo trying to tell him he's got to get he's got to get his shit together is what he says to him but the entire time he's just flailing his arms around and he's he's got a big kind of he's got a gut to him it's just or it's really even like when he's not talking like that scene like where him and his mom are arguing at the dinner table and he's just yeah, like sitting there awkwardly yeah. yeah like it's funny like it's legitimately really good and and he's got a there's a there's a great scene where um he goes and he talks to uh, Elsa and he comes back in and Hitler's like jealous that he was up there talking to him and he's not down here talking to Hitler. And he's like, I'm sorry if I just made things weird. It's just, yeah. it's really, it's a really interesting take on the character. It's not too, cause I mean, I guess the gist is like, you're trying to make Nazis look ridiculous, but it's not, he doesn't I, go too far with it. No, he really doesn't. Like it's, it's honestly a striking, like, I mean, I've said it a billion times, but it's a striking balance between heart and comedy and drama and, I, I really think this is one of the most perfectly balanced in tone films I think I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really, it's a special movie and it maybe it wouldn't be my pick for best picture, but if it won best picture, I would not be upset. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it, it really is well-made and it's heart is so supremely in the right place. Um, I mean, yeah. Do you have any other thoughts or. Um, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, it's a, uh, it's, it's a really great, it's just a great, it's just a really, really great movie. Um, it's not it, there's obviously you know people are going to try to make connections to today's time and it's not it's not completely uh, overt like it is in like black Klansmen or something like that and, and that's a great movie i don't mean to talk poorly about it it's just uh right. it's a really just a it's an anti-hate satire and it's i i can't imagine anyone disliking it 
Yeah, it's one of those movies where I mean, I get some of the criticism because I get the criticism and I get not loving it, but just being like, oh, that sucked. I can't really see that, you know? Yeah, totally. Like, I mean, I don't. I mean, I know there's people like that, but I, I don't get it because I saw the movie, I loved it, and I imagine most people I would take to go see it would love it too. Mm -hmm. Take Um, your mom to it. I, you really can. It's, it, it is a mom movie. Like, I could take my mom to see it, and I think she would like it. Um, so, yeah, that's Jojo Rabbit. Um, and oh my god, we saved him. We, we, we got Jackson. Uh, welcome back to the Critics Podcast. Uh, we, we found Jackson Wise. He, uh, he, he washed up ashore on me and Joe's lighthouse. Um, Jackson, how are you doing, buddy? How are, how are you holding up? I'm doing good. That was a good swim, man. I, oh, so refreshed. You scared us for a second there, buddy. I mean, we yeah, we, we I, lost you. Yeah, I was I was calling Jackson. I was sending him letters. I was I was WhatsApping him. I uh, I was screaming his name, and I heard nothing oh, back. And the facts you sent me is coming through right now. I um I sent you a PlayStation message. I sent you um <laughs> a, a little <laughs> a strongly worded email. I oh. sent you. Oh, I'm reading yeah. it now. Yeah. Um, Thank you. It's very nice. Strongly worded, but in a good way. So I was I had we recorded a whole introduction without uh, Jackson being on this pod, and then Jackson <laughs> texted us that he's actually ready for the pod, and he had his uh, uh, phone in do not disturb mode. So we, we stopped. I honestly, I was cracking some pretty good yolks earlier with some good. We friends. got yolks. Oh, oh, I love oh yolks. there were so many yolks. Um, <laughs> I was, I was, I was firing on all cylinders earlier. Okay. Um, okay. But I won't lie, I'm kind of rusty now. So no, there's there's gonna be limited yolks tonight. It's all good, dude. We're gonna throw some more yolks. <laughs> yes. Um. So, Joseph, um, can you tell the good people what the lighthouse is about? Um, the lighthouse is about two dirty bitches. Two <laughs> um, <laughs> lighthouse bitches. The lighthouse uh, is about um. Uh, so it is about two uh, two daddy seeking men uh, watching <laughs> over a lighthouse for who the hell knows how long, and things start to get a bit wacky. <laughs> and uh, and that's all I'll say. Who the I don't no let... hell knows what happens. That's all I kind of I didn't know the daddy seeking thing, but that's all I <laughs> that's all all I knew was that it was two boys on a rock. How long have they been on this rock? And uh, five weeks. Ma- uh, Jackson, uh, shut the fuck up while I'm talking. Uh, <laughs> so um, that's what this movie's about. It's Robert Eggers. It's an A24 joint. Um, his name's Robert Pattinson, Joe. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> um, it's an A24 joint, and it's been. Get- I have not seen one review for it. That was not a 10 out of 10 before I saw the film. So I was very excited to see this movie. Jackson um, didn't know what it was before he saw it. I had to explain some things to him. Uh, he wasn't really excited for it, and Adam hasn't seen it yet. Yeah, I I've never seen a movie in my life, honestly. I'm actually blind, so the whole idea of light is just not there for me. So a house made of it? I don't know. I don't know. The only thing I've ever minute. watched was Little Mermaid live tonight. Um mm. that was the only thing I've seen in my life. Otherwise, <laughs> I just don't I don't fuck with moving pictures. I did see one movie before I lost my sight and it was Hobbs and Shaw and then I stab my eyes joseph I'm i mean just... um jackson how, how could you how could you do i mean i knew because no other film would reach it 
Oh, right. Okay. Well, I get that. You pulled a lobster and just gouged your eyes out. Yep. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. Speaking of lobster, uh, do you like me lobster? Um, <laughs> so this movie, in all seriousness, how excited were you for this movie, Jackson? I don't think I've ever been more excited for a film, if I'm being honest. <laughs> I, I saw this movie before Jackson did, and I was getting nightly calls and just going, tell me about it. So but Don't tell me too much. <laughs> tell me as in little detail how good it is. I just wanted to hear that he thought it was good. <laughs> um. So, like, were you excited because you loved The Witch or just the trailer and the cast or what? So, I don't know, man. Just, like, from seeing the trailer, from just hearing about what it was, just the first still, I was like, oh, fuck. Willem, for sure. I knew, I love Robert from Good Time, and I love The Witch. But I don't, I don't know if it's just The Witch. It was just, like, the idea that this movie, such an interesting and new movie that's never been done before in the horror genre that is so many different things, but we didn't know that yet. Um, but just like, I don't know, black and white with that fucking scale, those two actors. Oh, I don't know, man. I, every, almost daily. I think I said, I need it in my eyeballs. Yeah. I mean, I, the trailers for this were incredible. I thought, mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Um, and in retrospect, they don't really give anything away. Yeah, I said all. that's one of the things I said to Jackson was it's a very misleading trailer. There's a lot of shots. They use shots very creatively in the trailer so they, as to not give away what they are. We love a good trailer. Yeah. Um, A24 usually is pretty great with their marketing. That's why I never feel bad about watching one of their trailers. Hereditary, yeah. Wasn't yeah, Heredi- a trailer for that movie at all. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, even... Uh, Good time didn't even really sell like how intense that movie would be. Mm-hmm. Uh, like they they do a good job at marketing, but like they never give anything away, which I always well like yeah, uncut gems. I it, it really makes me want to see it. But like people are saying, he gets he deserves an Oscar nomination. I don't see that from the trailer. Yeah, so I but I don't not believe people. I bet they're right. <laughs> so this portion of the pod um we're gonna do non-spoilers first but also at the same time if you haven't seen this movie what are you doing mm-hmm. yeah, like, wrong um we're gonna talk lightly non-spoilers but a good portion of this part of the pod is going to be devoted to spoilers um mostly because we just need to fully discuss this movie and come to terms with it and uh yeah so real quick uh joe what did you think of the lighthouse um I thought this movie uh, was uh, kind of bad, and if it's your new favorite movie, you're a little <laughs> oh, idiot. Oh, oh, oh. Um, this movie is uh, electric. It is. Uh, it is. It's just awesome, man. This movie fucking rules. It's bonkers. It melted my brain, and I think I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Ooh, bold, uh, bold take there, Joe. Um, uh, Jackson, did this movie meet your expectations? Um, so I typically rate my films based on my first, like the first sentence is almost always how I truly feel about it. What I say when I leave the theater mm-hmm. and I left, I walked over to the bathroom, sat, I stood next to my friend Hap and I said, I think that's my new favorite movie. So if that tells you something about how I feel about this film, <laughs> <laughs> um, you had a, a urinal epiphany. Uh, yeah, yeah. The urinal. Yeah. That piece, that piece that you really, just really can't comprehend. <laughs> that's how I felt after Hobson Shaw the first time. I'm like, yeah, I understand. That's, that's exactly. That's why I stab my eyes. <laughs> um, 
this movie, uh, I had a very, um, well, just getting out of the way, we had a very weird uh, experience, me and Joe. Yeah, yeah. Willem Dafoe ran into the theater and he, he was screaming uh, and he was saying, go see Motherless Brooklyn instead. And he, he wouldn't let us watch the movie. And he's, uh, he was so, trying to do a Scooby-Doo impression. Motherless yeah. Brooklyn. <laughs> And he kept like, going, and then and then Robert Pattinson ran in, going jinkies, and then he kept <laughs> changing which character he was doing an impression on, because then he went like Zoink Scoob, but it was like a really was good odd. impression. So and they I, force I, fed the entire audience Scooby snacks, which was actually yeah. dog food, which I thought was pretty weird. Um, and I just he kind of really put a negative, and then and then Robert Roger Robert Eggers came in and, and he squirted them both with water, and then they whimpered out of the room. So it kind of put a, it put a negative taste in my mouth for sure. <laughs> Film was an interesting experience, but on a serious note, me and Joe, <laughs> just to put it lightly, we had some projection issues when we saw this at the press screening. Um, so we both were already kind of like, okay, not not an ideal movie experience. Um, and then on, it doesn't help that the ending of this movie, well, I mean, pretty much the entire latter half of this movie is just one big, what the fuck. Mm-hmm. So when me and Joe, I, I think when this movie ended, me and Joe like looked at each other and we were like, what? Mm-hmm. Like, we didn't know what to make of it. We were both kind of like, it was great, but like at the same time, what did we just watch? Yeah. I knew I loved it. Um, and I instantly was taken by the movie. Um, and I knew it was something special. I just didn't know what it was. I kept, I, uh, the, I kept the phrase. The phrase I used was it turned my brain to goo. And this was a, a press screening, so Adam had to give a comment. And they were like, "What'd you think of it?" And he was like, "I don't. I do not know <laughs> what I thought of it." Yeah, I was. I, that was probably because um, well, insight for people that go to press uh, press screenings, I guess. Like, it's like uh, this movie. <laughs> You you have to yeah exactly the one percent. Um, <laughs> this is what Joker was about. Um, they, uh, sometimes after a press screening, most of the time you have to give a comment on the way out, like just general like sentence or two, saying what you thought of the movie. And sometimes it's hard to like come up with a sentence or two like immediately after leaving the theater. Um, and I gotta say this was the toughest one yet. I literally didn't know what to say. I was just like, it uh, was, this was. I, I mean, Welcome to Marwin was my most difficult, but I can't imagine what Adam was going through. I was just like, uh, pee pee poo poo, uh, and I just left. I, I dabbed on the uh, mm-hmm. H24 press lady, and I just Fun left. Fun fact one man, uh, he stormed out and he said it was loud and noisy and unpleasant. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he, he also dabbed on her. It was weird how all the press people at the press screen at the White House dabbed on the security lady. Yeah, and then the, the one guy simultaneously whipped a nanade. Oh, <laughs> dude, you know what that... Dude, that's going to be my ranking system. I'll make a YouTube channel. I rank this film one simultaneous whip and nay-nay. Can a five out of five be a Gognum style? <laughs> that's um, <laughs> that non-stop Gognum style. <laughs> Uh, or maybe a four, a four point five is uh, the crabs dancing. Uh, <laughs> but any, anyways, say it. Uh, say it. Uh, say Manchester it. by the Sea gets a Gongdom style. Whoa! Ooh. Oh, sexy uh, lady! Oh. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. So speaking of sexy ladies, uh, the lighthouse. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, I mean, so I had to go back and see this movie a second time. 
Um, not only because of the projection issues, but like also because I had to like settle my thoughts with it. I literally didn't know what to make of it the first time. And the shitty thing about screening sometimes is movies like this, when we see it a week early and there are no Reddit posts about it, no YouTube videos yeah. about it. There's Can't no anything. There's no one talking about it online. There was, so just... uh, quite literally, there was one video about uh, one explanation video about the movie out when I after we saw this. There was one, and it was just and it an was... explanation on how to make a lighthouse. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was a DIY video. Um, yeah, I. So yeah, I saw it a second time with my uh, friend of the pod, Zach, uh, good uh, drunk boy, white claw yeah, um, and I gotta say, I don't know if you guys feel the same way. Uh, this movie is completely different on the second time. Uh, it's almost a different experience entirely. Um, you look at it from one lens the first time you see it, and the next time it's completely different. And uh, I love movies like that, and I can easily say this is one of the best films of 2019. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely it's, it might be one of the most dense films I've seen in a very long time. It's yeah. one of those movies where genuinely, there's a, a lot of movies when they're like, oh, it's left up to your interpretation. There's like a correct interpretation to have. Like there's the obvious one that's pointing to it, you know? Yeah. It's like what the movie's about. Like, feel like I love like Inception, but like there's one, there's like, uh, there's the, the movie's clearly about something. And uh, that's, uh, it's uh, just <laughs> some bullshit. What is it, I don't though? know. I don't know. <laughs> Or like how there's like like the like you know two thousand one is clearly about something and there, you can kind of make what? your own fringe interpretation but it's clearly. A... <laughs> I love this what? joke. <laughs> what else? Is I don't even. About? I'm not even continuing. That Yo, please. The... <laughs> this movie is the rare movie where there any interpretation I feel is valid. There's been a hundred. I've heard many different. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. I'm sorry. We shouldn't. We should have just kept three. going when Rule he wasn't in it. Rule of three. I'm um, sorry. Because I genuinely, my brother saw. I saw this movie with Adam the first time and I had my own thoughts. And then I watched a couple reviews of the film and I gathered new thoughts. And then just recently, my brother said something offhand to me that recontextualized the entire movie. So it's one of those things where genuinely it keeps kind of revealing itself to you. And there's so, so, so much in this movie to unpack. Yeah. Um, and like I said, we're going to mainly be uh in the spoiler section later but real quick like give any like non-spoilery thoughts boys uh willem dafoe gives uh probably the one of the best performances of all time in this movie he's yeah. fantastic if he doesn't win uh, it's utter bullshit it's stay the it's... fuck away from me if that happens everyone stay away stay away and uh, Robert Pattinson, uh, almost, he's not as good as he is in the rover here, but he's oh, still... Oh, wow. Wow. He's still just <laughs> as good as blow, ever. Jojo. Uh, I think he's fantastic in the rover, but anyways. He um, is. He's the only good part of that movie. Guy Pierce is good in that movie, too. But any, this is... We'll, we'll, okay, liberal. We don't need to do this again. God. Anyways... <laughs> um, Mom, Dad, stop fighting. Uh, yeah, cinematography... Is incredible. The editing is 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 fantastic. The score is is dank as hell, and um, I uh, it, it, this movie makes me horny. It makes me horny. Oh, and... Save some takes for the rest of us, Joe. God dang, Adam, what Jackson? <laughs> <laughs> um, so like, all I yeah, I mean, without spoiling anything or getting too into anything, it's my favorite film ever i think now honestly 
seen it twice now, and I still think I can say that. I'm, and I don't like saying that, you know? Yeah. Because, I, I, like, well, forever my favorite film was The Dark Knight, and I stuck by that, honestly, like, for a while. And then recently this summer I was like, I don't know, I, honestly, it might be The Shining. And, and then I finally made that decision because I've been thinking that for a while. And then I saw this and I think it just took the cake. I don't know. Yeah. Just, I'm just, I've seen it twice. And you're right. I think it is a second experience. Like the second experience is completely different. But I still feel the same in that sense. Yeah. Um, it really, it really can't be stated how amazing the cinematography is in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like it really adds a lot to it. Um, even and like even more than just it being black and white. Like the texture of it and like the yeah, like details. It, it's one of those things where I can't imagine. Like I saw a picture of like the set in color and it freaked. It wigged me out. I was like, that's not what it looks like. Like I can't imagine that the that, the interior of the not house not being yet. black and white. You know. Yeah, I also really... like second experience when they when it's just the the still of them at the very beginning, just looking at you. Both yeah, I got yeah. chills. I got like because I got chills the first time, but this time was a different chill. You're like, oh my goodness, let's go. Yeah, it's and the thing I really enjoy about this movie, um, like from the second it starts, it's immediately like it sets like a very mysterious and eerie tone. Um, like you are immediately like kind of put off guard by the film and you feel a little bit like uneasy and it just progresses and progresses until the film like really like literally like explodes. And um, I mean, really, I can't think of any faults of with the movie. I think on a technical level, it's kind of a masterpiece. Um, the performances, the editing, the music. It's the also um, a hilarious film. Genuinely yeah. one of the funniest movies it, of the year. There was one part when, when me and Joe were at the press screening where I was like cackling and no one else in the audience was laughing. Um, <laughs> I, I, to... was, I was, I laughed a lot like that in both. Yeah, both there's a moment in the film that I laughed out loud and nobody else in the theater did. I think Adam laughed with me. I won't spoil the moment, but there's a moment that I thought was very, very funny. Yeah, it was me and you, and there's um there's a few people like around us, and they were just like dead silent. Um, and and I was like confused. I'm like, this shit is funny. Like, I probably I laughed at the same part. Yeah. Yeah, like this is it's genuinely hilarious. Like, um, and it's, and it's weird. Cause it's kind of hard to like pull that off. Like that kind of weird balance. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, and it's weird. Cause also the witch isn't a very funny movie. Um, it has moments here and there, but like, there's like this... one or two laughs, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Like, maybe. like on a good yeah. day, if you're feeling good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about you, but I crack open the witch with the boys every Friday night. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I really just, I when thought that this baby movie... disappears. I laughed in the witch. You know, when yeah. There's, going no, there's some genuinely kind of funny parts in the witch. Yeah, now that I'm recalling, um, when the raven is picking at the tit, I was <laughs> picking at the tit. Yeah, um, I had a good I... chuckle at that. Um, yeah. So, I mean, real. I, I, you know, what? I'm just gonna go to spoilers because I mean, is there anything else to say? Really? I mean, uh, go I, see I, it if you My haven't. last thing that I can say to emphasize oh, yeah, how it. good it is. Yeah. Uh, on. Sunday, I drove three people to see it. I was going no matter what. Drove three people to see it. Later this week, I'm driving four more people to see it. I mean, they're my friends, of course, but I was like, any, I've advertised. Hey, just random you, people. He's if you want to see this, well, no, one of them, like my friend, brought his roommate that I'd never met. Yeah, 
you're doing the Lord's work. You're, you're, yeah, dude, no, like in, in the sense of like, I can understand if you don't love what you just saw in the sense of story. Cause not everyone likes horror. Not everyone likes weird shit like that. I understand, but everyone is going to, I just want to see, and I want to make sure, cause I think it's true that everyone's going to go away from this saying technically like what I just saw was incredible in the sense of like hereditary too. Not everyone's going to like watching that. But, like, yeah. I have to admit, the performances, the cinematography, the editing, the writing, all of it, score, all of it, it's just impressive. It's incredible. I just think it's something people need to see. Uh, Joe, any final non-spoiler thoughts? Um, I, uh, I, I think it's weird that he just remade October Sky with this movie. <laughs> but I think... Uh... Hey, don't insult October Sky like that. No, um, this movie is just... It's a, I, I think I used this phrase... I don't know if this is coming out before or after the Scad Film Fest episode, but I it's, just posted uh, Scad tonight, so after. okay. Well, this is a, much like the much like Parasite. This movie is a slam dunk all around. Um, would you? Well, okay. What would you guys give it out of ten? Ten. Uh, Jackson. Lighthouse. Ten out of ten. Um, I. You know what? Um, I'm at a nine point five. I get over here. Yeah. Get I, over here. <laughs> <laughs> you know what i it's one of those where i'm not saying it's not a 10 i just need to watch it a few more times and settle my thoughts with it um i just don't feel comfortable giving a 10 to a movie that i don't feel like i fully grasp at the moment uh-huh. um we'll, but we'll it, talk but it really i feel like it is a technical masterpiece like um there really <laughs> is no issues with the movie um it's kind of just it's almost flawless i think um maybe it just is simply flawless but um so yeah, I, I think we're going to move to spoilers. Um, so if you have not seen The Lighthouse, one, what are you doing with your life? Um, two, uh, stop listening now because uh, we're going to spoil the shit out of this movie. Um, so yeah, this movie starts off pretty alarmingly, like with the like blaring score mm-hmm. um, from the boat Ugh. and the boat like chugging along and this, okay, and the sound design in this movie. Guys, Incredible. literally, I was I was literally in the fucking line waiting for the Daniel Kaluuya masterclass at the Scad Film Fest, and it's really close to the um, the water where all the harbor boats go by, like mm-hmm. the big like freight boats, and I just hear like, and it's just flashback. I was like, I need to go see it right now. I need like like it's that haunting. Like just hearing things reminding me of it is whoa. It's so good. Yeah, um, as soon as this movie started, I was immediately into it. Like, um, it was just, like, and the way, like, it just subtly um, introduces you to, like, their relationship with each other. Um, At the time, you think his name's Winslow and uh, Thomas Wake, uh, Pattinson and Defoe. Like, the way you introduce these two characters and their dynamic with each other is immediately interesting. And it starts, like, what, like, in five, ten minutes with a fart gag? With Willem mm-hmm. Dafoe. Um, he just farts on the way out of the room. Uh, <laughs> can we talk about that? Uh, I, the last thing I expected in this movie was fart jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, but this movie nails it perfectly. Every time, I laugh my ass off. Yeah, um, I'm usually... From reviews going in, but like, I the, the first one is the only one that kind of threw me off. And I was like, oh no. If it's just like that every time, I don't know if I'm going to... Like all the farting, but I like I love that fart because it pulls it off. Because I was like, Haha. but if that's what this whole movie is, it's oh no. 
it does it so well though yeah and like also uh at the not to jump ahead but like at the end where he's like in your goddamn thoughts <laughs> your thoughts <laughs> yeah your fucking thoughts yeah i've been <laughs> just saying that to myself and every time i fart God, um, you fart, you fart. <laughs> um this i don't even know where to go like it's like this it's hard to follow the narrative order of this movie because the narrative is kind of deliberately sloppy i'm not saying it's sloppy like in a negative term <laughs> it just the movie itself is like so sporadic and there's not it's, sure. it's hard to like follow or specifically talk about the narrative because like it starts off pretty um like how i expected like he kind of gets along with Willem Dafoe, but if he steps out of line or does something he doesn't like, mm-hmm. or he doesn't clean the right way, he immediately like makes him redo it. Like he makes him, uh, he takes the candle lighting all the way up the lighthouse, and then he makes him immediately take it back down the stairs. Um, yeah, he's like, you gotta yeah. use this boy. Yeah, um, and. <laughs> And also, like, the way he, like, uh, he's painting the lighthouse or especially when he's, like, scrubbing the floors and he doesn't do it good enough, apparently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, this is, Willem Dafoe's performance is one of those things where, like, every single scene he's in, you're like, that's the clip they'll use for the Oscar performance. No, that's the clip they'll use. No, that's the clip. Like, he keeps one-upping himself as the movie goes on. You, you described it as that, Joseph, and I've been describing that for it as well. Like, I think that's a very fair description. Like, as it goes, you're like, the only ones that you wouldn't say that to are because it's too like too much of a spoiler. Mm-hmm. But yeah. other than that, like all of them are. <laughs> yeah, and he really, I, I really hesitate to say who's better in this movie because um, I don't think either performance works without the other one. Um, it's kind of like a symbiotic kind of thing where they both work off of each other brilliantly. And um, yeah, I mean... I really think this is Robert Pattinson's best performance. Um, tough call between both of them. Um, Willem Dafoe. Um, I don't know if I'd say it's because just because Willem Dafoe. Spider-Man? Yeah, I understand. I understand. <laughs> well, I, I really love him in the Florida project. Oh, um, I love the Florida project. I'm um, from Florida. Wait, really? Yeah. Orlando. Wait, bro. Did you know that movie? Me too. No way. Wait, Joe, where are you from? Um, uh, I think I'm from Florida. Wait, really? That's that kind of... Okay, so that movie, that's the kind of movie you can just tell it's kind of just about Florida. Yeah. Like, 2001, it's about something. Florida <laughs> Project, it's about something. Um, Florida. in the lighthouse, it's about a lighthouse. A lighthouse. Yeah. Um, it's about a I lot think, of things. I think, um... I think Space Chimps 2 is the rare sequel that surpasses uh, the, the return of Zartog. <laughs> oh, don't say his name. <laughs> okay, so uh, Robert Pattinson's really great in this movie. Um, he gives, uh, his accent is uh, a real wacky. Um, I, I, a good friend of the pod, Sarah Hall, she tweeted, uh, I love Robert Pattinson, all 32 of his accents in the lighthouse. Um, which is ex- he sounds like, yeah. he sounds like freaking Daniel day Lewis in, in, uh, there will be blood a few times. And then sometimes he sounds a little British. 
I like when he's like getting accused of not uh, mopping the floor properly, and he's like, you know, I've been on many wiki jobs, and yeah, I, I, I'm telling you right now, I've never been worked like this before. I'm not no maid. I didn't sign up to be no maid, and I'm just like, oh my god, like, dude, this is incredible. Like, it's funny how like much his accent goes in and out, but I also think. I, if, since we're in spoilers, I guess we can do it. I think that might be part of his character because he's pretending. I think so too. He's pretending to be somebody. It also you know? goes in and out in a way that it's not. Do you notice? Like, do you really notice it though? You know what I mean? I only noticed it after people pointed it out. Honestly, see, like, I feel like I notice it within scenes almost. Yeah. But not within like, oh, there it goes. Like, there that word. Yeah. It went on that phrase. And now he's doing a different one. It's like within scenes, there are certain phrases that you hear because they're just more uh, impactful lines that you remember. Yeah. That are just sound a little different. And I think that might be a part of it, possibly. But I yeah. never notice it. I never notice it like at a specific moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. And can we also talk about uh, the good old seagull in this movie? Um Honestly, one of the oh best. Oh my god, one of the funniest scenes in the movie is yeah, he's hilarious. I, I weren't me and you were like the only ones laughing in that theater. We I we cackled. It was hilarious. The, no the, one else was laughing when he killed the bird. The bird. That's the yeah, funniest, one of the so funniest hard. things I've ever seen in a movie. He destroys it, and I I know violence against animals is not funny, <laughs> but it's fu- it's so funny in this movie, man. It's Dude, so- he like. <laughs> He fucking he, he grabs fucking like a rag doll. Loki. Like, it's yeah, Loki. I was going to say Thor and Loki, yeah. Or uh, Loki and Hulk, yeah. Like, literally, that's what he does. And he's just like, fuck, in the blood, it's like splattering all over. And it's it, like, it's funny. Yeah. Like, it, it, and, it, like, I think honestly, they'd kill a bird like that for food. He's just doing it hard. He's taking some aggression out on it. Yeah, I you know, really... Like, 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 they're out there doing the same thing to other animals. But he's a very mad man. He's very upset. But also the um everything leading up to that, like all the little like scenes with the seagull are fucking hilarious. Oh, like yeah. when, when he's like trying to get through the doorway mm-hmm. and did, uh, did uh, he say that it was easier with the seagull or the goat? I remember he said one was easier than the other to work with. <laughs> oh, I didn't read up on that. I, I would like to know the answer though. Yeah. Um, but I liked that scene like where he the first scene he sees the seagull and he's like trying to get through and he's just like standing there and like making fun of him basically. He hits um, the, uh, what's it called? The wheelbarrow. Yeah. Like, exactly. It's on the ground. Doesn't yeah. Move. It's like, bitch, or, or when he's like doing the painting and he falls down and immediately like the seagull, like, uh, flies down, like pecks where he like fell like on his knee, um, and tears like a hole in his, pants or just when he comes at night and is just like haha fuck you and leave he just like <laughs> he taps on the window then flies away when he wakes him up he's just um, like remember me <laughs> he's such a dick in this movie he's a dick and so i love it like it's so funny um joe do you have any thoughts on the seagull um uh there's a seagull in the movie yeah well, i no, think he fell asleep the lighthouse too. i remember um i remember a parrot terrible joke <laughs> No, I like it. Toucan Sam was a really nice addition to the film. But he was cool. in black and white, so it was sad. Okay, so what did you think of the seagull? Oh, he was great. Really funny scenes with him. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so after, 
I, I think we can get to like the more wacky part of this movie, which is when they start bonding. Um, uh, they start like bonding like pretty much the day before. Uh, who you think at the time is Winslow um, is uh, trying to leave. Um, so they get drunk the night before, um, and it's uh, it's really funny. Um, just them drinking together for the first time and like actually uh, uh, I don't know like what did you guys think of this part oh I love that scene right um, just them getting drunk and dancing together and um, is this the uh, lobster part or no is that later in the no, film no that's later um, this is like when they uh, well my favorite like immediately the best part is when they first start drinking and he pours like two more yeah two more fat ones and they just put it down the hatch and then they just start talking to each other and uh i think willem's knitting yeah (laughs) he's like literally knitting and i was like (laughs) i laughed at that when i saw that i immediately busted out laughing i was like what a fucking uh i love how much of a parody he is it's so fucking good um and this scene i think it's it was more important than i realized when i was watching it because in retrospect i think i mean i think it you guys might agree, but he deliberately does this to um, if there even was a boat coming after them, um, he deliberately got him drunk and made him sleep in to miss the boat. But I really don't think there was ever a boat to begin with coming back for them. Because of um, the storm. I think the storm's real, right? Yeah, and he, yeah. But, he but I think he deliberately did all this so he bro- he like slept in anyways and made him believe that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there was ever a boat coming. Like I believe the storm was real, but I don't think there ever was a boat. Like this was all part of his plan um, that you find out later in the movie. Oh, I just and, can't wait to hear interpretations yeah. of what you guys think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're, I'm honestly trying to fast forward through this so we can get to the interpretations. Well, um, I was gonna suggest maybe we do that so it's easier to talk about like what happened. You know? Yeah, actually, that's know. a that's a good uh, point. Um, so yeah, what? Go for it, man. My interpretation of this movie has altered many times in my two and three weeks of seeing it. Um, I think the theory that I most gravitate towards is the symbolism and the um, like uh, reflection on the myth of Prometheus um, Mm -hmm. and how the lighthouse is like a symbol for uh, fire and Prometheus was Robert Pattinson and Zeus is uh, um, uh, Willem Dafoe's character. And the movie is more about uh, the God complex and what happens when, uh, you know, man meets God and man wants to be God, but God doesn't want to give away his power. Um, I think it's really just like one of those cautionary tales about like kind of flying too close to the sun. And so (laughs) I haven't even heard that interpretation yet. Oh, really? Yeah, it's just, yeah, I mean, it's just like a. I, 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 the same way that like the witch is kind of like an old folktale, um, I mm-hmm. think this might be in like a modern day interpretation on Greek mythology. Um, yeah, I, I mean, agree. I mean, literally at the end of that myth of Prometheus, um, it ends with ravens picking at his intestines, just like how mm-hmm. Robert Pattinson's being picked apart by seagulls in this movie. Um, I think like. And I noticed that the second I saw it, like I didn't really understand the ending, but I knew that from Greek mythology. As soon as I saw that shot at the ending, I'm like, oh, that's like just like Prometheus. Um, so I that's the one I go to. And there's honestly, because like between the fire that 
Prometheus tries to steal being the lighthouse. Um, and uh, he even, I think, kind of confronts Willem Dafoe about it, like having a god complex. Um, I think that fits narratively well. Um, that's just the one that I gra- gravitate towards the most. It's more about like man and God and, um, you know, man always wanting to be God and have that power, but not what not knowing what to do with it when you get it. Um, I just think, I mean, but the thing is, there's so many interpretations. So, uh, Joe, do you have any specific one? Um, I I was really, I think the movie has a lot to say about um, kind of the struggle for power. And I think um, it also has a lot to say about um, the, uh, the a lot to say about sex and kind of lust and alcoholism, lust, alcoholism and the abuse of uh, substances. And I think um, I think ultimately kind of the light in the lighthouse is kind of a stand-in for any of the things that kind of uh, man desires. Because, you know, there's, you know, Pete, there's there's stuff to say about, oh, the lighthouse, he's, you know, there's Adam, at one point Adam was talking about, um, he thought that they were quite literally having sex with the lighthouse. And that's something that was echoed. My brother said that to me earlier. My well, brother literally- said it literally looked like he was fucking the lighthouse, like when mm-hmm. the phone. Like and when my brother there. also said at the end when when Robert grabs the light, it looks like he's it's it. My brother was like everyone I was with thought he was coming when he was touching the light, like genuine, like not trying to be funny, like he's like that's what I thought was happening. And then also there's this, you know, obviously kind of this Icarus flies too close to the sun. Once he gets the light, he falls instantly. And kind of that that that's that that light is knowledge. It's, I think it's kind of the light is kind of just a, a stand-in for things that humans desire and Willem Dafoe's character is kind of, I really do agree with you say where Willem is this God who doesn't want to give that up, you know? Yeah. Um, and Robert is a, is a character who just wants that and he doesn't know what to do once he gets it. And it ultimately leads to his downfall. Yeah. And it's also, I think just about, I mean, again, there's so many interpretations, but it's also like, I think about how the mind copes with loneliness and isolation. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah. Also there's the, there's the complete other end when it's a, when it's about guilt and 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 yeah, it, totally. also there is this cabin fever aspect to the film as well. Yeah, like how your guilt can't override your mm-hmm. like um human like human like desires. Like the scene where he's like masturbating furiously and he keeps having images of the guy he pushes overboard, the real uh, Winslow. Um like he can't fully like, you know, come to climax because like he he's haunted by his past. Um, and I thought that was so interesting and something I just, to be honest with you, I didn't pick up on the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, it took Thanks. me a second viewing to like fully understand what that was going for. Um, Jackson, do you have like any specific interpretation or what? So the reason like this is my favorite film is because of this discussion that we are having right now. Right. These interpretations, the amount of layers that this film has is why it's my favorite film. And it's just like, I think it's all of those things and more. I think that that's what they were going for in like all levels, you know what I mean? Yeah. To where it's supposed to be all of them. You you have all of those interpretations because I see all of those. All of those are justified. So I don't know if there's a way to say like that I lean towards any of them more. I just love that all of them are there visibly. Like, and... I don't know. Definitely the one with uh, Icarus I see. Just like I see all of the influences and I think that's what makes it genius because like okay, well now we're talking about old stories like that. Why not have the lighthouse be a... You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, 
and I am it's also like the whole idea like when he's uh like every scene that you see with uh like wake like every time the first time you see it you think he's just a crazy old man mm-hmm. but the second time you watch it you watch it from a completely different different perspective, perspective. like you, and, the oh, first you think crazy old man but the second time it's like oh no like he's ahead of him like by nearly 10 steps yes but also like what about when wick says his name yeah yeah and, and the in se- the second time that i saw that that just made me appreciate robert as an actor even more yeah because like that moment is not there the first time you see it it's just right. like the ending of a scene but like when you watch it the second time and you know that that's not his that that is his name too yeah um you see him be like because what did ah uh, I'm trying to remember right now. Uh, he already knew uh, Ephraim's name, Winslow. Did he already know Winslow's name at that point? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like it was um, the entire like. It's it's honestly funny like how much he toys with him, and you don't realize it. You think he's just being a crazy old man the first mm-hmm. time you see it, and the second time I was watching it, I was like, it was like I said before completely different lens and i was just like glued to it because i was like this is all part of an elaborate plan on his part and i think that was what was brilliant about the first viewing because i was just gripped by it from beginning to end because i'm like who's right who's wrong as either of them right as either of them wrong well what's your what's your answer on those i don't for the story yeah what like happened my friend (laughs) i think they're both obvious the same way like with greek mythology i think they're both problematic um, I think that, like, it's obviously, like, I can't say the god is in the right to have all that almighty power. For yeah. Himself. He's obviously corrupt. Like, the way he's selfish, he doesn't want to give it to him. Mm-hmm. And the way he, made, he like will intentionally try to make universe. <laughs> yeah, like, that's exactly it. And also, but at the same time, uh, Thomas uh, uh, is obviously uh, a very problematic character, too. He literally killed Win- the real Winslow, right? Mm-hmm. Um he obviously has a very shady past. You don't really know much about him. I mean, he says he's drifted his entire life, but how true is him? Maybe he, maybe he's drifted because he's killed many people. You don't know. Like Mm -hmm. you really don't know anything real about his life. Um, and I think the movie is so isolated, which is so genius. Like it's just so it's self in a story. It's just it. Not to be fake deep, but I think maybe, the reason the movie's black and white is because the characters are so morally gray. Um, Ooh, that's sexy. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, that's that's like what I thought the second time. I'm like, I wonder if that was deliberate because there's no, there's no colors behind it. There's just there's no good moods in the movie. It's all bleak. It's also sexy because of that though. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love it, but I'm just saying like maybe that is part of it because like I think maybe he's trying to convey that these are both morally corrupt people just on different stances and views of life and everything um and can we also like discuss do you guys think that he has been doing this forever like to every um past wiki he's had because i know when he went over the book he's gone over like all the different people he's fired for bullshit reasons Mm -hmm. but do you think he's actually does he just do this with every single one he gets um i yeah i think so Okay, Jackson, do you have any? Yeah. Okay, good. Because I was like, that's what I thought, but I wasn't like, I was just wondering, like, 
or was that like Robert Pattinson like leading, like reading too much into like them getting fired? Do you think he fired? kills everyone, or do you think he just some of them just go crazy and leave? That's what I'm wondering because I'm like, I, I I don't know honestly because like, but I feel like if they all died, like they would stop. They would be like investigating. They right? stop sending something. Like the last one might have. Yeah. Yeah. So like that's the way I. That's why I was like curious what you guys thought because I was like. Because at first the obvious answer is like, yeah, he just fucks with all of them. But like at the same time, like after so many come back going and crazy, so many one eventually would out strengthen that motherfucker. Eventually, yeah. send a yeah. So I feel like that was just a lot. Yeah, I mean, Willem Dafoe was like five seven, like yeah, so... and had a stumpy bumpy. Yeah, like it, he's a very I don't know, like and obviously he's like getting old in age. So like I, Robert Pattinson could take him. So like I I don't know like. The entire time I was like in the third act of this movie, and the whole movie is great, but like just everything I was going on, like I was following it, um, it really just left me perplexed in the best kind of way. Where I've seen it twice, but I want to go see it a third time this weekend. I really do. Um, I'm I, going I, to see the third viewing soon. Too. Yeah, it it just really is incredible. Um, how did you guys feel about like the ending, like the um everything between like the burial and like the showdown between them and the uh, the pecking of the uh, guts? <laughs> uh, Joe. Oh, um, I really I I loved the the last fifteen minutes of this movie is like bonkers, insane. Yeah. unhinged energy and it's 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 genuinely i people get like horror movies get kind of like oh it's it's absolutely insane it's crazy it's um it's 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 so crazy but this movie genuinely is crazy like the last like this it goes to crazy places and it's it's i think it lives up to the hype of this movie i think it's kind of hard to overhype this movie yeah uh jackson do, do you have like any interpretations with the ending specifically or like what like Oh man, I just was on a roller coaster. If that's, if you know what I'm saying, yeah, just, it was just wow. You just can't. You, filmmaking like that is is just not matched. Like it's just so. I, there, it's the amount of interpretations that you can have that's so genius, and just like the dirt piling, like that. That's an Oscar clip. If it wasn't so spoilery, that's what I mean. Like, like yeah. if it wasn't him getting buried alive, like. Oh, look, there's the ending. But, um, like, ah, man, I don't know. Like, the fucking, dude, when I say, like, I almost wanted to stand up and cheer when he's chasing him with an axe. Yeah. In the rain, with the stump, like, with his with his limp, and he's just running from him. Oh, my goodness, bro. Like, I, like I mentioned, like, the, the Shining was my favorite right before this. Like, there's clearly, like, Joseph said, oh, man. When when I hadn't seen this yet, and Joseph had, he he did he was very good and didn't want to overhype me. But like he, what what were the things that you said that got me like very excited, Joseph? Um, I said it was like Shining meets Mother at one point. I was like, oh god, okay. My knees got weak, you know? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, that is a good comparison though. The Shining is actually very very good because like. I w- I, yeah, I said the Shining, and then the if the Shining was made by the man who made the witch, yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, because like you just have the same kind of uneasy feeling that Kubrick kind of um, interprets like throughout that um, film, like the same kind of like easy, slow, easy build up, and it was just 
I really don't even know what to say. Like, did you guys have any interpretations with the belt, like him being picked apart at the end, or like, do you guys kind of so, maybe like, agree? Do you think I agree with what like, Oh, oh, it's like you're the the whole like interpret- Greek mythology thing, like because like um in Greek mythology, Prometheus was trying to steal fire from Zeus, and Zeus told him if you try to steal the fire and give it to the people, um, you'll be like. That was yeah, you know, I get that, but how did he get there? Like, what are, what are, what are, what's your interpretation with that? Oh, like, like how does I, that get him there? I really like you know in the you're talking about in the lighthouse, like specifically. Yeah, at the end, how does that get him on the rocks? I really think that's kind of the mystical part of the movie. Um, okay, like, cool. Yeah, no. If, I, I... if we're taking it like on the um, on the basis of it being a uh, mythology esque tale. Um, I do think there is like you could take it in the sense that when he actually curses him by the gods, the sea gods or whatever, mm-hmm. he is being literal. He's not just being a crazy old man. He, yeah, literally, he literally is literally cursing cursed him. him. Um, My favorite and, thing is that just like there's so many interpretations that like in some ways, in little ways, I just like to think of like what if when he fell painting? I thought of that too. Yeah. Because when he wakes up, it's picking at his knee. It's it. That's when he's picking at him first. Yeah. And like it, it can hint at that. Like it might not be that at all. But there, there's that's up for interpretation. And also, like he even says, "What if you're not here? Yeah. What if you're not here at all? What if I'm not real? And like, what if he was on his way to do this and the storm happened? What if they did get on the boat and like yeah. they got ex- wiped away?" I actually did tell my um my friend that when we were talking about it after I was like I think that was like my interpretation at the time I kind of lean more towards the Greek mythology thing now but I was like what if he's just been there the entire time said that since you said that that just makes sense from a solid storytelling standpoint and the film is very mystical and mysterious like it's so many different genres it's beautiful but um but I kind of like I I did lean to that interpretation too that it has that. Or if you don't know the Greek one as well, you know? Yeah, and like I, that's what I gravitated to because I'm like, he fell the first time. And the, like you said, the pelican was pecking at him. Mm-hmm. And I, I told my friend Katie this. I was like, I think that maybe he's just been there. And the entire movie building up to that fall was him like between the mermaid and like him sinking in the ocean. Like everything he's done at this point has been to cope with him being alone on the island. So why would him falling and breaking his leg and being stranded out there not also like everything he um, mm-hmm. imagines afterwards is kind of a coping nightmare for him. What are, and what the your... final shot shows him like the reality of the situation just being killed by pelicans. Yeah, that's oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> what are your um, thoughts on like when Willem's like, you chase me with the axe? Yeah, I, I, I don't like too. see. Did and I'm wondering really see what was real. I, I really don't. I think Wom was just fucking with him at that point, because um, that was the. I really just think my, I still stand by like my whole thing. Like he was just fucking with him and like just making him go crazy. And he's obviously been starving and he's had a lot of alcohol in the system. And the days are blending together. Um, and if you watch it the second time through that perspective of him fucking with him, it mm-hmm. makes sense from that lens. Like like everything like that he could have done. Like, because if you look at through the lens, like he lied about the boat, he lied about the storm, he deliberately cooked all the food immediately, so the rations were out, and all they had was the alcohol, and he was lying about the days. It all adds up to just him fucking with him, and 
maybe they're just there for a week and this guy's easily fucked with like it's it's plausible uh, and there's also like the imagery of when he was poseidon right like right Yes, you're right. What's yeah, up I forgot with about that, that too. There's another. There's one more layer, baby. We're eating a seven-layer dip tonight, and it's called the lighthouse. <laughs> lighthouse yeah, I mean that's a seven-layer dip. Oh, that's just an. Down. That's just another thing. I mean, it. It really and also like. There's one other. I don't know if I gravitate towards this one, but there's another interpretation to the pelicans at the end. It was like that's like symbolism for like what the his mind dying. Basically, like, I don't want to be rude. Seagulls, right? <laughs> yeah, like, just. Like, but like the ending, like it was like an interpretation. Like it just was meant to symbolize like his brain slowly rotting away, mm-hmm. like the same way the dream Robert Pattinson was. I don't know if I gravitate towards that, but I thought it was interesting. Um, there's other interpretations that him and uh, Wake and Howard are the same person, and it's like two different parts of the psyche like one trying to be a better person one not and like trying to encourage alcoholism oh my God, there's so much i mean <laughs> really the sexual level then there's the uh, then they even almost kiss which is so mm-hmm. fucking genius because oh, it's just I, human connection and then they, me like, and joe laughed so loud when uh when they like lean in for they a started kiss to fight yeah then they like throw their fists up <laughs> and then they're dancing yeah slow dancing too like and then they fight more yeah, it's so... And then and, they fucking are on each other. And, and he uh, spills his beans. And I liked oh. also when he's like a... Bro, if, if I had a steak, I, 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 I'd I, fuck it. I, I, if I had a steak, I'd fuck it. <laughs> oh, God, it's so good. We laugh so hard. You like was... me lobster. You like me lobster. I, I like how... he likes me lobster. I liked how offended he was, too. He was, like, he, you... he was genuinely so offended. He was hurt by it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, he, he, he likes me lobster. Uh, Joe, do you have do you have any takes on? Um, I I I, de- I do remember laughing very loud the second time we saw it. I laughed as well. Um, yeah, it's one of those movies. <laughs> it, it's it's a lot like of I things. You guys laugh. are talking about it. I'm kind of just sitting back trying to think about all the stuff. Like, what is the kiss? Yeah. Mean? Um, Adam sent one interpretation about how maybe the movie is Robert Pattinson all in his head, him trying to to kind of deal with the guilt of killing this guy Winslow. And our friend, our good friend Dane, who uh, slept through this podcast, um, he pointed out <laughs> he how whipped away when he's on the uh, he's drowning when he's on the uh, when he's on the the top of the lighthouse and he um, he sees Winslow he, he touches him and he sees a turn Winslow turns and it's him and it's he kind sees of this, himself. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So yeah, you can just say it then. Uh, no, Jackson, I'm just, I was take just it thinking it's about that because there's so many interpretations. I'm sorry, keep going, Joseph. I'm no, just what do you think? Blown. What do you think? What do you think, buddy? There's two of him, and you were talking about that, so you should continue it. All right, Jackson, where can they find you? No, we're not done yet. I mean, <laughs> damn, son, sign me um, off. Just I mean, a joke. although. I mean, I, is there anything else to talk about? Because, like, I feel like... I mean, is there seriously anything else you guys can think of like that well, I didn't cover? Go through your favorite shots or favorite jokes or favorite scenes. It's all good. Um, I mean, I'm serious. Like, that entire, like, last little bit between uh, the lobster thing and then the dancing and the fighting and then the and spilling your beans. Just, like, like, that entire, like... slaps him at the beginning, that's amazing. When he curses him, that's insane. All of Willem's monologues. I think it's Willem's best performance. 
I think like if you put this next to the Florida Project, the Florida Project is one of his best for sure. But this is like one of those performances that goes down in like history. Like this is one of the like I think I agree this movie would not be the same if it wasn't both of them. But if Willem wasn't in this movie, this movie wouldn't be this movie. This was like like I don't think there's another working actor right now that could have done this. Right. Like, I think this was the role he was born to play. I agree. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and like it's appropriate because he's been working like his entire life, like in acting, and I feel like he could only really play this role at the age he is now, and it just feels very like I don't know, it just feels very appropriate. Had to happen. Yeah, and they and they work so well together. Like their chemistry is. Robert's one of my favorites now too. After the King and Wow, I I, I've really been on the Robert Pattinson train. Um, I like. I think the first time, surprisingly, this movie gets a lot of hate, but remember me, that movie he did like in 2010. It's just because you can't make that the twist. I, I get it. <laughs> the twist sucks. I actually think the movie is pretty good aside from that. But like, I remember seeing that movie and I was like, not only is this movie kind of underrated, but like he gives a legitimately great performance in that movie. And then also Good Time, of course. Uh, oh, Matt, and then obviously amazing. The Rover. Uh, the rover hey, sucks. Let's not talk about it, guys. Let's just talk um, about good time and the White House. Uh, Cos- <laughs> Cosmopolis is a good one. Um, Lost City of Z. He has a very weird performance in, but I still like it. Um, he's he's just really a great performer. Um, I and I'm so and he's only like what thirty something. Like 45. he's 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 fifty seven. No. Um, Eighty nine. He's th- he's thirty three. He's super young. Um, he's just starting off, and he's it only going to get better. Baby, so I don't know where you're getting your information from. He he is baby. Um, he he uh, dated uh, FKH Wigs, so uh, that's pretty cool. Um, he dated JFK's kids. Yeah. Uh, okay. Did you <laughs> uh, did you um, see that clip on Twitter where he admits that he likes being spit on during sex? Uh, I've no. seen all the clips of him on Twitter. He's all over Twitter. Yeah, if you, if he was on Jimmy Kimmel one time, and he straight up asked Jimmy Kimmel, "He's like, have you ever been spit on during sex, like in an arousing way?" Yeah, he's like, I, he's like, uh, and then Jimmy Kimmel's like, uh, "No, I can't. I uh, have." And then Robert Pattinson just gives like a perverted grin. Uh, it's incredible. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I don't know where I'm going with this. I just thought this movie was uh, the bee's knees, and uh, you know what? I live on air. I'm changing my answer. Oh. It's, a ten, it's a 10 out of 10. Yes. That was my goal. for the. I still need to see it. Um, I hope, <laughs> it's... <laughs> hope it's as good as you guys are saying. Okay, this is bullshit. Uh, Dane just logged in on Letterboxd. Are you... What? I'm on Letterboxd right now, and Dane logged it. 5 out of 5 rewatch. Oh, that's earlier yeah. today. Oh, I just, it's like my second result, so I assumed it was recent. Either way, like, never tonight. getting back on this podcast. God damn it, Dane. Um, okay, well, I mean, any final thoughts, guys? Perfect movie, favorite movie. Woo! Okay. I mean, this has been productive, I think. I, I feel mm-hmm. better about the movie. Third uh, best of the year. Uh, all right. Uh, well, Jackson, thank you for being on. Thank you for having me. I mean, we'll see you soon. We're going to be on the Doctor Sleep Pod, so we'll. Uh, Heck yes. So, I mean, the listeners can hear your, your soothing, sexy voice 
Uh, very soon. I'm going to put, uh, they might call me Dr. Sleep because I'm going to put them to sleep with his voice. It's, it's going to be classic ASMR. They um, might call me Dr. Sleep because my father tried to murder me with an axe and then I grew up. Do you guys like The Shining? Well, and then you, Dr. Sleep. You got to do the little like. Hey guys. Yeah. Guys. Uh, where can everyone find you online? They Jackson? can find me at my house, jamming, <laughs> jamming it up. They can also find me at their house, jamming it up. I just don't know how to get in. And at Jack's Wise with two X's. And you can find <laughs> me in, and Twitter. Sorry, I'm you so can sorry. find uh, Jackson at my house, uh, watching Hobbs and Shaw. And I'm Ooh. I'm vi- I'm whispering in his ear what's happening because he can't see anymore. Because um, <laughs> I stabbed my eyes. Out. Yes, <laughs> he's just telling me. And I'm like, what part is it? What part is it? Oh, thank God, thank God. <laughs> uh, Joseph, where can everyone find you? Um, I don't know. I've been doing some soul searching recently, taking some time to myself. So I'm not sure where you can find me. Um, if you wanted to catch up with me, <laughs> I'm at Joseph underscore Salmoni on most platforms. I'm seeing Ford v Ferrari tomorrow, which will definitely Wait. be better than the Lighthouse. Whoa, no. Um, I just want to clarify. I'm seeing. Uncut gems before Joseph, so okay. uh, me, I guess. So fuck you, little that's boy. It. I'm telling you who done it. In all right, guys, you can up. find you can't find me, Jackson Wise, anymore. But I'll be playing the part of Adam in his life for a little bit until I let him out of the basement when I see that movie. If you guys have seen uh, Living with Myself on Netflix, the Paul Rudd show, it's literally gonna be that. I'm just gonna sit in my attic doing uh, work on my computer while someone else pretends to be me. <laughs> in my daily life um, that's perfect that's, uh, if I don't get to see uncut gems in theaters I'm going to become the joker I'm going to um, uncut my penis off and <laughs> be really mad about it um, you can find me seeing uncut gems before Joseph can and you can also find me at Adam Sidorius on Instagram and Adam J Sidorius on Twitter and as always gamers you can find the best most uh, awesome-tacular reviews on critics.com. Yeah, we'll be back next week with Dr. Sleep. Uh, Good old Sarah Hall, Horror Queen's going to be back for that one. Uh, Mm -hmm. Ford v. Ferrari after that, probably. Um, And yeah, I guess that's pretty much it. So, uh, peace out, gamers. Um, uh, Fuck Jackson. (laughs) Bye, Mom. (laughs) 